Our scripture reading this morning is Deuteronomy 15, and it's 1 and 2, and then 4 through 6. Hear now the word of our Lord. At the end of every seventh year, you must cancel the debts of everyone who owes you money. This is how it must be done. Everyone must cancel the loans they have made to their fellow Israelites. They must not demand payment from their neighbors or relatives, for the Lord's time of release has arrived. There should be no poor among you, for the Lord your God will greatly bless you in the land he is giving you as a special possession. You will receive this blessing if you are careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The Lord your God will bless you as he promised. You will lend money to many nations, but never need to borrow. You will rule many nations, but they will not rule over you. This is the word. Thanks. This is the word of the Lord for. Good job, Doug. Everybody give Doug a hand. It's awesome. He was holding that big weight. So let me read this to you again. The Lord's time for canceling debts has been proclaimed. I thought about this scripture and so many others that are like it when I heard the news this spring. Maybe y'all heard about Austin billionaire, right, Robert Smith, who went to speak at the commencement ceremony for Morehouse College. And as he's speaking, he tells the entire graduating class of 400 seniors that he is going to pay off their student loans. Did y'all hear about that? Could you imagine being one of those seniors? I wish I could have had, I, don't, I now didn't see a video of it, but I imagine that they're sitting there going, is he for real? Like, is that for, did I hear that right? Can you imagine being one of the parents? <laughs> right? Um, can you imagine a stranger standing on a stage saying, I am setting you free? I think we can imagine it, and I think we do imagine it. If you're at all like me, then you've had some kind of a daydream. Um, maybe you've daydreamed of winning the lottery, right? And tithing, of course, right? Of course. Um, maybe you've daydreamed of having some wealthy, hitherto unknown relative, um, tragically, after 105 years, pass away and leave <laughs> their largesse to you, unknown. You know, well, we have this will, right? Uh, maybe you have seen the publisher's clearinghouse with the giant check, right? And you're like, I'm not playing that, but I hope someday that somebody shows up with a giant check on my doorstep and says, you won. Would you like to hear the truth from God again? The Lord's time for canceling debts has been proclaimed. Right? Forget the lottery Forget the unknown ant, forget the giant check. We are children of the greatest liberator of all time. And I find that often when we think about that liberation, right, that setting free, our minds go to the traditional places our minds go to in church. We think about um, our spirits. We think about sin and being set free. We think about being afraid of dying and then the freedom that we have and knowing that life is eternal. And what I'd like to encourage you today is to remember that Jesus wasn't just talking about the spiritual needs that he set us free, you know, in those spiritual ways or about eternity. He was talking about real ways that people are set free, real tangible ways, sometimes hunger. He talked about money a lot. Um, and I find that in churches, we talk a lot about giving. You probably heard plenty of sermons on that. 
but we don't talk a lot about God's desire to set us free personally in our finances. And so today I want to spend time talking about how God could lift financial burdens from your backs, how God could set you free. And I want to begin with a truth that we don't often talk about, but because I think it confronts us as Americans. So we're doing a lot of that, right? Last week I talked about our possessions. This week I want to talk about another truth where Jesus is going to step on our toes, be calm. It's so that you can breathe. It's so that you can sleep at night. It's so that you'll be in the best shape financially. Can you believe that? God would like that for you that you've ever been in. And so we're going to talk about debt, and God does not like debt. Um, throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Old Testament says um, the borrower is slave. I don't need to read it. I've got it memorized. The borrower is slave to the lender. You, debt makes you into a slave. And then in Romans it says, owe nothing to anyone except the obligation to love each other. So God's thinking on debt is that it makes slaves out of people he designed to be free. And he wants to proclaim that year of liberation over not just one generation, but in Israel it was supposed to be a perpetual thing. Every seven years, we're going to talk about that next week, every seven years you were set free. You were never supposed to be enslaved. God had set these people free and he was not going to let them get chained up to finances. Now, Y'all, people come to talk to me about all kinds of things, but finances are kind of one of the more private things. We're more embarrassed about that. And yet, when you open up to me about the burden of finances, especially debt, it's heartbreaking. Um, We'll get to consumer debt in a minute, but some of you have medical debt. Life-saving treatment. You had to have it. And insurance stops at a certain point, and you needed this, or your child needed this, or your spouse needed this. I've had a mom come and sit and talk to me and say that the medical debt they needed for their child is so big that sometimes she can't sleep at night. Just thinking, just wondering, how will I pay for it? I've had some of... Some of those who are more recent college graduates and even those who are further out who say, I guess I didn't really realize how much my student loans would be pulling at me even now. And I don't know what I was supposed to do, and I don't know either. Like, but they're always there. They're like a weight around my neck. Most of us, you guys, almost none of us can escape debt because I think very few of us here could just plunk down cash for a house, right? Like, Awesome if you can. That is amazing. But most of us have to do that, sometimes for a car. And then we get into consumer debt. And those are the things like Doug was praying about, the times when we didn't have the money for it, but we decided to get it anyway on credit, which I guess we don't swipe anymore. We just chip it. Um, (laughs) It's a new world for me. Um, Consumer debt, the vacations. I mean, I've heard jokes but it always hurts my heart when people say, well, I'm going on vacation, and I guess I'll figure out how to pay for it afterwards. And that racks up and racks up enough, becomes a crushing burden. Now, here's the news that I want to share. I don't see in the Bible God making a distinction between 
different types of debt and the help that he's going to give to different types of people based on what kind of debt they have. I see God, when he sees debt, seeing his children in chains and reaching out a hand to us and saying, do you want to get free? Because I can help you. And all of us at that moment who have daydreamed about the check or the lottery or the ant, we need to jump up and say, yes, Lord, set us free, right? Let's claim that blessing that the Lord's time for canceling debts has been proclaimed. Let's claim it for ourselves and figure out how it is that God lays out for us to get out of debt and into freedom financially. And one of the best ways to do this, there's lots of practical advice in the Bible, but the story I love the best because it lays out steps is the one of the widow in 2 Kings. So there's a widow, her husband has just died. And no sooner is his funeral service over than the creditors show up at the door. And they bang and they show her what the family owes and it is astronomical. And if y'all remember me talking about widows in that day, they, they couldn't go out and get a job. They didn't have a way to earn. So the creditors push the door open and they go into the house and they start to carry out everything they can. And they sell it at an auction, right? For a fraction of the cost. That's still going on today, isn't it? The home is empty. The creditors come back and they're like, well, this much, this is what we got for all of your stuff, your entire life. This is what we got for it. When we factor in selling the house and the land, this is how much you owe. Pay. And this poor heartbroken widow looks around and she has nothing left. And I can imagine the tears in her eyes and her trying to explain, if you just give me time, maybe I can come up with something. I'll ask around and they say, time is up. And their cold eyes turn to her children. They say, if you can't figure this out and get us our money, we're taking your children and selling them as slaves. Because back then, debt slavery was still practiced. So they leave in the widow. You, you, I can't even imagine. She's lost everything. She can't pay this debt. She turns in her hour of desperation to her faith. And she grabs her children's hands and she runs to the prophet Elisha. This is how you talk to God in those days in the Old Testament. You, you couldn't just talk to God. You had to find an intermediary. Aren't we glad we don't have to do that anymore? She runs to the prophet Elisha and she says, help, help me. Okay, that's good. As a first step, that is the best prayer we can pray and the best place we can go to the prophet Elisha. And basically she says to him, after she's gone to him and said, help, which is good, she says, you fix it, Elisha, which is not so good, right? Um, but Elisha's gentle with her. And he says, I will help you. But what is it that you have? At this moment, I imagine the woman saying, Nothing. I, I have nothing. They've emptied my house. They're going to take my children. I have nothing. Like she's about to just lose it. And then she goes, well, I have a little bit of cooking oil. We have a little bit of cooking oil. And Elisha says, good. Let's start there. 
Now we're going to come back because Elisha knows that God is going to multiply this little bit of cooking oil. But when we start to say, okay, God, I want freedom financially. I want that burden lifted off of me. You can deliver me. And then we're going to be tempted to say, do it. I'm right here waiting, right? And God is going to say to us, what do you have? What is it that you have? And then we have to look for our cooking oil. We have to say, what skills is it? What skills do I have? Right? Could I work a few more hours? Could I pick up some part-time work? Could I, you know, what, what is it I could do? Could I sell some stuff? Could I get a, an extra job? Right? Do you work overtime? That's a good thing. You think about what is it that you have, that cooking oil, and that's where you begin. And I love how there's a financial planner. Some of y'all have heard of him. His name's Dave Ramsey. He's a Christian, and he takes this cooking oil idea, and he makes it very practical. So if, if you want to know, well, how do you, is it that you take that small thing and overcome this mountain obstacle? How is it that God gives us liberation? Then the cooking oil, the, the debt snowball is what he calls it, and it really helps. It has helped tons of people in this church and in all the churches I've served. So let me just show you what it, what it looks like, okay? First of all, you identify your oil. And that could be that you do, you could work extra hours, you could do some side work, you could be a consultant. You might realize, you might go through identifying, and we'll get to that in a minute, I have five subscription services like to a gym that I'm never going to. Good intentions, but not using it. Cancel it, you've got a little extra money, right? Um, you might realize that you're eating out a lot. You might realize that you're going to Starbucks a lot, and you resolve to brew your own coffee. But wherever it is you can find it, you find your cooking oil right? That little amount. And then you figure out what the problem is, okay? And you, what is the problem? What is the debt? And you start off with the very tiniest, lightest weight debt. And then you do the the bigger, the next bigger one, and then the next bigger one. And then whatever your largest one is, that's the weightiest. It's at the bottom, okay? You're going to make a snowball. So what you do is you put everything on a minimum payment and you start with your tiniest debt, whatever the smallest is. And you throw all that cooking oil, all that extra money at that debt. Okay, everything. It's your littlest. And so you will knock it out. It'll go away. And then what you do is you get the snowball rolling. You roll that payment, that old debt payment for the one that's gone, and the cooking oil, and the minimum on the the next one into the next one. And now you're hitting it three times as hard, right? And you'll knock that one out faster And then when you do, you're going to roll that down the hill a little bit more until you're hitting your next biggest one with four guns, right? Four. It's not just the cooking oil, but it's those other two payments and the original payment. You'll knock it out. You see how it gets rolling? This is the practical way that God takes something small that we have and our determination and our longing to be free and sets us free. And y'all, I'm getting goosebumps because I've gotten emails and letters from people who have set their feet on this path, and it, it can take a year. It can take two years. It depends on how big it is, but they'll send me a note and say, I'm free. I can't tell you how it feels. I'm free. Thank you for the class, or thank you for this. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and so it's possible. And for me, I think the hardest part when I see folks with this huge pile of debt holding something so small in their hands the hardest step is to just begin, right? 
to just realize that you are a child of the great liberator and he will take whatever is in your hands and multiply it. But multiplication doesn't happen while we're standing still. Like, come on. It happens when the widow starts to pour the oil and pour it again and pour it again. That's when God multiplies it. So just take that first step and the next step and keep stepping and you will see this deliverance. So that's the first thing. Find your oil, roll it on down, let it gather some speed and some weight to knock out that debt. The next thing that we need is we need our community. And so the prophet Elisha, he knows that, he's, that God's going to multiply the widow's oil. That's something God will do. She's got the oil. God will help it be enough in a miraculous way. But she doesn't have enough jars. Jars were expensive. And her house has been cleared out of jars. So he says, you need to go gather from your neighbors, borrow jars, and not just a few. And what that required of her was she had to take the hands of her little boys and go knock on the neighbor's door and then say, our home has been emptied out because we owe so much money. They're going to take my children as slaves, but I just need to borrow some jars to fill with oil and maybe I can pay my debts. Can you imagine that the neighbors were like, you just need to borrow jars? Well, here's a jar. Let me get a jar and I'll get it. How many jars do we have? Can we empty some of this stuff out and give you jars? And, she, you know, she has to do the work of going door to door and being vulnerable and opening her heart to her neighbors. But I also imagine that the neighbors began to advocate for her too and say, the widow, do you have any jars? She needs them to fill with oil. Can you lend her jars? And so the whole community comes alongside of her. So still today, this church is here I mean, we're here to change the world, and we're here to grow in our faith, but we're here to support each other and lift burdens off of each other. And if any of us can be a vessel for your deliverance, we're going to do that. We're going to let you borrow jars. And so you heard Doug talk about this little crash course on Christian finances. That is not the crash course on give to the church, okay? That is the crash course on how is it do you make a budget? How is it that you do this debt snowball? How is it that you have strong finances, save for college, save for retirement? There, there are biblical teachings about all of this, and we'll give that to you after church next week at noon, 12:15. We'll give it to you. Um, just come, just enjoy, just learn. And if you decide you want to go a little deeper, there is something called Financial Peace University. Some of y'all have taken it. You're nodding your heads. It's a nine-week class. Um, that is a fantastic class. And I used to think when I was a younger pastor, it really benefited those who needed to get out of debt because it does. But what I discovered was it helped everyone in my congregation everybody, because it just teaches you how to manage your money and how to save and what percentages need to go where. And so no matter where you are financially, it is a gift to go through this class. And what we would like to do is usually it's about $130 to go through. As a church, if you would like to go through this class, we will gift you that. This is the first time we've ever been able to do that. But we want to be a vessel for deliverance. We want God to set you free. I want that so much for you. I want you to sleep at night in peace, not worried about finances. And if this can be one of the ways, we will give it to you if you promise to come. Okay, so find your oil. Get it going. God will multiply it. Use one of these vessels. And then, this is kind of key, you need to involve your whole family. 
Okay, a lot of times I see one person get really excited about being set free, and the other spouse is like, there's a sale at Lowe's, or there's a sale at Dillard's, right? Like, you pick who that is, okay? Um, And so what I'd say is the widow and her children are in there pouring the oil, gathering the jars, are part of this whole process. If God is going to set us free, he will set us free together. And that includes not just spouses, that includes kids, Okay, now you guys, I don't imagine that you're going to say, well, kids, we owe $85,000 in consumer debt. And if you started working now, it would, you know, like, like, not that, you know, but you just say to your children, God wants us to be free financially. And we owe money to some people, to some banks or what, however you want to say it. And for a while, for the short term, We're not going to be eating out as much. And if you see a new toy on TV, we're going to have to wait. And we're really putting all of this into our cooking oil so that we can be set free. And once we're free, we're going to have a big party. We're going to celebrate or whatever it is you're going to, we're going to burn, you know, burn the lien or burn the credit card statement or whatever. Involve them. Just like the widow did with her kids. They were involved. They were going to get sold as slaves, right? The kids, no matter what, your spouse, your kids, they're involved. Let them be involved in the solution so they can be involved in the rejoicing. Really celebrate it, okay? And then finally, what the widow did, and I love this part, is that after she had a house full of jars full of oil, miraculously, she didn't say, awesome, I'm off. You know, like she didn't go sell it and do it because she knew what, she thought she knew what God wanted, but she ran back to the prophet Elisha to check it. And make sure. And I think that for all of us, when we're in deep trouble, whether it's financial or spiritual or relational, we turn to God and we listen so carefully and we will do whatever God says. And then as the burden lifts, we're like, whew, okay, good job, you know? And what we need to do is to take that step and turn and return to the Lord and say, okay, Thank you, first of all, for setting me free. And now how is it that you would have me manage what you've given me, right? So that the steps forward from that place would be strong and beautiful and would glorify God. The Lord's year of canceling debts has been proclaimed. You can do it. Some of you have done it. Support the others so that all of us can experience the fullness of God's liberation, which includes our finances. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you care about us. You care about our hearts and you care about our souls and you care about us financially. You know the burdens and finances that each of us carry. You know the things that weigh us down and worry us and keep us up at night. And I pray your blessing over each person here, that a year of liberation would be proclaimed in their lives, that you would speak that over them. I'm speaking it over them. Help them to see what it is they already have that you can use to deliver them. And then, Lord, work in your amazing, miraculous way as you do to multiply that, to give them strength for the journey, 
For those out here, out there who have made this journey, I say thank you. Thank you for setting them free. And I pray that they could be mentors and encouragers to others who are in this process. I pray, Lord, that you would lift burdens financially. You would set our feet on your path. And you would give us your encouragement that you desire to be a liberator, not just of our hearts and souls, but also of our wallets. We ask this in your amazing name. Amen.